A warm welcome to the East Coast Radio Top 40 to Ziggy Albert. Hello, good morning. How are you going? Yeah, so good. I believe it's evening your side. Look, before we get started, I've seen your music videos, your social media, and to see your moustache in person, that is world class. <laughs> you make me look like a mere boy. Wow. Well, I can't I can't do like I mean, I have been, you know, this is not a this is not a Movember thing. This is a um this is 27 years in the making, so like, you know, um I can't do the beard, so I'm just trying the best I can with the mo. Oh, well, you do it so well. It looks so great. I love it. I'm jealous. Now, the start to your career was fascinating for me when I read up about your story. 2010, you finished school and you wanted to go into dentistry and your parents gave you a guitar and you're like, well, what's this for? Am I on the right track there? Yeah, I had absolutely no plans on being a musician. It wasn't something I was sneakily thinking about. I loved writing and I loved kind of doing freelance writing and I was writing for a couple of different surf magazines but then out of nowhere my parents bought me a guitar and all of my writing passion I guess um, went in that direction and I took you know um, I decided not to enroll in anything in particular you know the following year and it just kind of became this real creative blossom moment in my life where I was started working at a live music bar I was working a coffee shop and I was pursuing freelance surf journalism and I was and starting to learn how to play guitar and then very quickly started to write songs because I enjoyed writing and so it was just this real melting pot and kind of a real um, yeah just a just something that's uh, momentum that's I guess never stopped since then and then from there you went to kind of busking on the streets on the east coast of Australia, right? Yeah, I um I released my first EP really soon after playing. I released my first EP in 2012, and I just kind of was of the of the notion that I would just release stuff because I felt like every time you wrote a song and then you released, like you kept learning more and more quickly. The same way that I didn't kind of stay in my room and keep playing until I thought I was going to be good enough. I never I never was actually up to par with what I was doing. Like those gigs that I got paid for, that I shouldn't have gotten paid for. Like, like I wasn't, I wasn't proficient to get paid for it, but I was, you know, giving it a red hot crack kind of thing. And in 2013, yep, 2013, I quit my last kind of employee job and just thought somehow I'm going to do music. So I'd just play five to nine, five to nine shows a week um, up and down at first a small section of the East Coast between Sunshine Coast and Byron Bay. And uh, it all just, yeah, from there, I guess I started playing those shows and I just was driving the highway, you know, twice a week, losing my mind, but playing all these shows and progressing so quickly and building building a following and just kept stretching further out, you know, bought my van, started living my old van and kept creeping further down the coast and then around to the, you know, around to Victoria and then around to South Australia and all the way to the West Coast and just kind of kept uh, growing and growing really truly grassroots. It might've seemed quite quick for other people, but um, I guess, and it was quick in hindsight, but it was this progression of playing to 10 people, then to 20 people, then to 50, then to 100, to 200, to 500, to um, what it is now. And so it was this real, truly grassroots um, story in Australia and in Europe, to be honest. Um, in Europe, I actually did my a house show run through Europe, which at the time was pretty rare and not very common. I, that was the first run of shows I did in Europe. And, um, and yeah, the rest is kind of history, I guess. It's been a, a very... Um, we have a term like blue collar. I kind of, that was my startup. I, you know, like worked hard, played a lot of hours and through that with a, you know, with a fair bit of luck as well, luck and hard work. And here we are. So that journey sounds fascinating. At what point did you go, you know what? I'm actually damn good at this music thing. At what point? Um, well, I'm hoping it's going to come around. There's still heaps of stuff I do. I'm like, oh, that was really dodgy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at what point did I feel proficient? Hmm. 
I mean, I've had glimpses at it. Like I'd say there's maybe a couple, there was one, there was one or two shows in particular by the end of the laps around the Sun World Tour where I was playing my biggest ever headline shows in Australia. And I mean, yeah, one of the shows was 13,000, sorry, 12,500 people sold out at um, a place in Melbourne. And I played, yeah, that was my headline show and that was the biggest show I'd ever done. And you'd, I'd played 120 odd shows that year through that album campaign. So I really knew the songs in like a super deep way and so it was, I got to the point where you get to start really pouring, not what you're doing, but how you're doing it kind of thing on stage. And when songs kind of become second nature, it just allows you to be really flowing on stage. And that's, I think after those 120 or 130 shows that year, like there was by the end of it, I felt like, right, I'm finally getting the hang of these songs. It's really hilarious, man. You wouldn't believe how long it takes for a song to really settle in. You know, like it's, there's one song in particular off an old out, an, an old EP called Four Feet in the Forest. And there's a song on there called Better Off. And I, I think it was only four years post-release that I truly nailed the song. You know, four years wow. later, I, I finally got what the song was about. And so that was a very curious realization. And it's constant, you're constantly learning with music. That's for sure. Yeah, indeed. Now, 2020 was a crazy time for the world. And in particular, Australia, because that's a time when you had the bushfires crisis. And then you released your single Together, which was such a fascinating song. Were you personally affected by the fires? I had a pretty interesting experience. We're really lucky right where we were. We were super lucky on the Sunshine Coast. And um, I was in New Zealand in Lake Wanaka playing a show at the time. And I was there in Lake Wanaka and the smoke had made it across the ditch to Lake Wanaka, like to another country. And it was like the immensity of that really impacted me. I know I, I know the South Coast where it was happening. I knew South Coast quite well and felt very strongly about the South Coast and kind of um, the community that I had there that I knew from all my touring. And, and you know, fr- one of my buddies who's in, in, good friend of mine, Harry, who's in the Fireys and um, on the South Coast. And yeah, it just struck a chord with me. And I think it probably um, struck a chord with a lot of people. And I think, I mean, in part it struck a chord because, I mean, our, like our prime minister went on holidays, like he went on holidays during one of the hardest times, you know, those communities had faced and so that struck a chord of real togetherness of community everyone kind of stepped up to help each other i think i feel really you know really passionate about country here as far as you know I've spent so many hours on the road here and I've been lucky to explore so many places in Australia I have I do I feel a real connectedness to this place so it did it struck I I couldn't tell you why I mean even now I could strike a chord just talking about it and it's hard to put into words but I think it's something people identify with a lot of different things I'm to be honest I'm sure you guys in South Africa actually have this it's this place that's unique and it's hard to describe and it's raw and there's just something about it like a really strong energy I'm sure I, I would I'd almost, I've never been, but I can only be almost certain that that's how you guys would feel about your country, you know? Absolutely. Have you got any plans or ambitions to come to South Africa one day? I have, I have so many ambitions to come to South Africa because that's one of the things that's come out of this year is um, we've actually had really amazing pickup and support and I think um, discovery in South Africa, which really excites me. And, um, and so I, as soon as I can, I would really love to be over there exploring some of the country, um, surfing, playing shows, you know, so I don't have plans because we it's hard to make them at this point in Australia. I'm not sure um, it's really hard to leave here as far as um, if you leave, there's not much guarantee of being able to get back into the country. It's really hard. Um, and it's been that way for a long time. So that's why I haven't been overseas because we weren't, we weren't actually allowed as citizens, we weren't actually allowed to leave Australia, which was pretty crazy. Um, 
and now it's still really hard to leave. Sports is okay, but even for musicians, it's kind of if you're going, it's a tricky one getting back. And so I've chosen to stay put for the most part now, but I'm absolutely for roughing, as we would say, to come to South Africa. I, I really, so if you guys would have me sometime, I'd love to come play some shows. Come over and we, we welcome you with open arms. But what I want to do is I want to prepare you. All right. I want you to just know all the lingo before you come. So I'm going to give you a few words and I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you can just try and guess what it is, that would be amazing. Just like three or four words just to help you along for when you arrive. Are you in? Yes, I'm ready. Right. If I said, yeah, that is lacquer. If it's lacquer, it's awesome. If it's super lacquer, it's unbelievable. Hang on. Have you got a lot of South African mates? I've some. I've some. Because <laughs> you nailed that. All right. Next one. That is such a jaw. No, I've never heard of that. That's such a, that's such a jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Would it be a hard time? Is, is that's what a joy is? It's such a, it's like such a drag. Is that what that is? No, it's actually the opposite. It's what a party. That was such a great experience. What a party. So that's what they'll say when they watch you on stage. That was such a draw. Okay, sick. Okay. Cool. Let's go have a braai. Let's go have a braai. I feel like it's, I feel like it's food. A braai is, is it a barbecue? Yes. Spot on. <laughs> Okay, now this this is going to confuse you because I've worked with a few international brands of late. When a South African says, all right, see you just now, that means anything from 10 minutes to four hours. And I just want to warn you. And then you get, all right, I'll see you now now, which is shorter. That's 10 minutes to about an hour. So I just wanted to warn you about that, okay? <laughs> that's awesome. So if, if it's now now, it's because it's like now, but if it's just now, 10 minutes to four hours. That's cool. I got that. <laughs> Perfect. And then the last one is the word aish. Aish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that is? If you had to guess, it's not like it's not like sick. It's not the way we say sick in Australia. Like when we say something's really cool, we're like. Sick. It's more of a oh my gosh, like oh my gosh, okay. like wow, that just happened. Aish, like kind of kind of expression. So if you use those when you come down here on stage, the crowd they'll just go crazy, man. That's unreal. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to I have to check. I have to write this down. I've also got my. My my brother-in-law, who that's why I get to cheat a little bit. Brother-in-law and one of my old booking agents was he was a, a, a sapper in um in Berlin, and it was really fun. It was really fun because he had all this German and South African crossover, and that was one of the things he always said was super lecker. Uh, <laughs> sneaky. Now, before we talk about your song, I believe um you've obviously heard of Dean Lewis, right? Yes. So I'm chatting to so Dean I'm Lewis tomorrow. Anything you want me to kind of throw in there? Have you met him? Do you want to do a collab? So I haven't, you wouldn't believe it. I've been, we've played a bunch of festivals together and I've still never managed to meet him. Just to tell him that I say hi and that I wish him well, because I don't even know where he is in Australia, but just say, Ziggy said hi, that I wish him well. And that if he's, um, and if he's got plans on going over to, to hit me up. I will do. That'll be the first, that's how I'm going to start my interview tomorrow. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> right. So your new song, I believe, it's doing so well on the East Coast Radio Top 40. Where did you draw your inspiration from for this song? Hmm. I drew the most part of the inspiration, um, I guess, from my perspective of what's going on and, you know, what we're all experiencing around the world at this point and how it's so easy for me personally, I feel, to feel like a certain amount of hopelessness around it about around you know when will this end when will things be you know relatively normal and i mean the personal impacts societal impacts people's jobs you know people's careers all these different things people's health so i have really felt what's the word i'm looking for i felt like i needed a song to sing 
that was to keep to keep my perspective fresh and and hopeful and that maybe if that would be something that would be of benefit to other people as well that maybe it would be a good song for this time and it's not a song that necessarily gives a whole bunch of answers to the many issues that we face but it's just a morale song for me it's like a mantra to to how love and respect really can bridge the gap in our differences how it really can help us operate as a peaceful you know civilized society it's a song about the timeline perspective this benefits that i've had from what my grandmother has done for me you know um she escaped from eastern europe to to come to australia you know my whole one side of my whole family did that and another side came from holland through some very hectic situations during the war and i am receiving the benefits of all these things that they've gifted us and it w- for them how could have they seen all the gifts they were going to provide for us and so that for me has helped me keep perspective through this time to keep my chin up and keep what you're trying to create in the world how you're trying to do your part which for me is you know through music is to try and instill togetherness in people of all different backgrounds and religions and cultures you know that's my my goal and so this song is i guess about that about trying to zoom out and see that i really do think things are going to be okay if you ask me if i think things will be okay tomorrow i don't know but if you ask me about if things can be okay if i see how i've been impacted even by the generations before me then it really helps me keep in perspective and be patient and be resilient and i really just wanted to try and offer something to lift people up because i feel like everybody's pretty much been impacted by this in some way so i just wanted to try and do my part for this moment by sending really strong positive vibes and reminders to how essential people are you know people who might be listening how essential you are to somebody in your life and so if you feel like you're going down like you know get up you don't know how much you're needed ziggy thanks for being a part of the show today your song's about to play please can you intro it on the east coast radio top 40 hey everybody this is ziggy alvis from australia i'm on here with danny caselli and you're listening to east coast radio top 40 this is my song i believe 